What is up, everyone, and welcome to the Five Out Podcast. Today, we've got a college basketball interview for you guys, but before I can get to that, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of information about us, the Five Out Podcast. We are a basketball podcast. We drop episodes every Thursday, weekly episodes, talking all things NBA, college hoops when it's on. Maybe we dabble a little bit in WNBA in the future as well. But that's us. Uh, you guys can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter at Five Out on Instagram or TikTok, though. They will be on Sideline Sports. Um, and then if you want to listen to the actual podcast episodes, we post them on Apple, Spotify at Five Out. And you can find us on YouTube as well at uh, Sideline Sports is our channel name. So look us up at our channel. You will view and listen to all the episodes there. So that's a little bit about us. Let's go ahead and get right into this interview. Our today's our interviewee is Tariq Aman. You know I'm ballin', usual like Kobe Ooh, worry about a hater that don't know me He say that he tough, then that boy gotta show me Pull up in the truck, extra pause, and we fall deep Say my name three times like I'm Tony Diamond VVS, I put baguettes all on my rolly I ain't never believe nothing that you told me These niggas keep sneak this and they turn me to my old me Before I had these meals, I was also lonely What is up, everyone, and welcome to the Five Out Podcast. Today, we're here with another college interview, and this is one is a special one. This is Tariq Aman. Um, I knew him as a freshman uh, when I was a senior. Got the ability to play with him his freshman year and kind of see him grow and develop from afar after that. But Tariq is a great dude. Uh, probably, in my opinion, one of the hardest working dudes I think I've ever met in my life uh, when it comes to basketball. And so we'll, we'll you'll hear a little bit about that story as we kind of go along. Um, but Tariq is a great basketball player. He is short, though. I will say that he is a short guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know I get that one. And, and, and something I remember, I don't know if you remember this, Tariq, but I remember your freshman year, you came in and you were talking about, you know, I'm going to Kentucky. And this is a freshman <laughs> coming into 6A school. Where we've seen, you know, guys like Miles Turner, um, guys like Mickey Mitchell, uh, Tyler Davis, DJ Hoke playing games. And we've got a little freshman coming in. He's like, I'm going to Kentucky one day. Um, yeah. Now, you, have, you haven't made it there yet, um, but there's always there's yeah. always a chance. You never know. Hey, man, that's, uh, that's a go. I still haven't changed. I still haven't exactly. changed. So that's what, you got to love that about Tariq. But uh, you got to talk when, when you talk about Tariq, anytime you see Tariq, he's always with his family, whether it's his mom, his dad, or Khalil. Um, he's always with his family. I just want you to talk a little bit about your family and what they've mean to you so far in this journey of, through basketball. Yeah, um, my... Uh... My family, like you were talking about, the hardworking, uh, you know, like uh, uh, aspect of me uh, that was instilled by like my mom and dad. Um, my dad was a like my dad was a musician, a uh, professional musician, and that's like he was my first um, my first example of you know what hard work really is. You know, so I mean, he's to this day, you know, um, I've. I've said since I was, you know, five, six years old, he's the hardest working person I've ever seen in my life. And mm. I'm 20, I turned 21 this year, and he's still, you know, arguably the hardest working person I've ever, you know, to this day, he's, you know, he, he's old. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's still, he's still hardworking. So, I mean, uh, I got that from him. And, you know, his, uh, he's always, he always translated music to uh, basketball. And it actually translates really well. Mm. You know, people don't, don't realize that. But, um, so, I mean, you, you know, any, any, uh, roadblocks or obstacles I hit, you know, in my life, um, you know, he, I, whenever I go to him about it, he always relates it to, he uses that as a, you know, as an excuse to tell one of his music stories and, you know, kind of, you know, explain his, um, you know, uh, how hardworking he was or anything like that. And I'm, I mean, and I can't blame him. He was, I mean, you know, that's where I get it from. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah. And then, you know, my, uh, my little, my little brother, Khalil, he, uh, he holds me accountable, you know, mm -hmm. as uh, as much of an asshole he can be. Uh, he's a, yeah, he, he holds me accountable, uh, period. No matter, you know, no matter what, he never never lets me give, you know, give an excuse. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I, you know, I appreciate that from him. And he, you know, he kind of kind of got that hardworking thing from me. And uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, I feel like slacking off or anything like that. And he'll, he'll, you know, he'll check me real quick, you know, or, you know, start talking shit. So. Um, I appreciate them. Yeah. You know, and every, every time, part. 
every time I see Tariq at the gym uh, at Coppell, uh, Khalil is always right behind him. So they're, they're, they're almost insepar- inseparable in many cases, um, yeah. but they're also their own, per- their own persons. They're very funny to be around, to, especially together. So if you ever have a chance, go hang out with Tariq and Khalil. Uh, they'll probably be in the gym working out, but um, you'll have some laughs here and there as you're working out with them. So uh, they're always a good time, but leads us right into kind of the AAU process. Um, as we talked with some of our athletes in the past, it starts at a young age. When did you first start playing AAU basketball? So um, second grade, actually. Um, it was on this team called Dallas Dynasty. And looking back on it, we were just like, I know we were eight years old, seven, eight years old. But, like, the players we turned out to be, we were stacked. Uh, it was me, um, Isaiah Stevens, the starting point guard at Colorado State. Uh, Trey Williams, who just transferred to Oregon State from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, Trajan Bridges, who is a, a receiver at Oklahoma. Uh, Zach Harvey, he just transferred from Cincinnati to uh, Santa Barbara. Uh, Keller Boothby, he's at uh, Cornell, I think. So, I mean, like, we had we had some guys and, and a couple more. Um, so, I mean, we uh, – but, yeah, um, that that really uh, – looking back on it, I mean, they they that was another great example of, like, instilling hard work uh, in, into some young men mm-hmm. at a young age uh, because, I mean, we – as some eight-year-olds, I mean, mm-hmm. we were working. You know, they mm-hmm. were putting us to work. They was they was running us. They were conditioning us. We, I mean, we like we ran the Princeton offense. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey's Trey's dad played and played at Princeton. Um, so I mean, we you know we ran the Princeton offense. They, I mean, they instilled high basketball IQ, and uh, it was a great example for us as like really young kids to have you know to set us for the rest of like our basketball careers. It it was great. Exactly. Yeah. And it was, you, you could tell when you, as a freshman, you had a very high, high IQ playing with us seniors yeah. that year. Um, but yeah. um, obviously you just mentioned a ton of names in the Dallas area that went on to play division one. Almost. Yeah. If you look at almost any roster in college basketball, you'll find a Dallas guy on that roster yeah. somehow, some way, whether they be walk on, um, you know, scholarship guy, starter, whatever Dallas is known yeah. for, for talent. Uh, I believe yeah. when you were in, when you were in high school, you were playing for pro skills, correct? Yeah, uh, my freshman year, yep. Well, why don't you talk about that a little bit and what it was like playing for such a highly talented AAU team? Man, so we actually um, – it was my regular uh, – if you remember, I used to play for 3D Sports Team mm-hmm. Business. And uh, my eighth grade year, we um, we probably only lost like five, six games, mm-hmm. no more than six or seven games. And uh, so we ended up merging uh, with Pro Skills. So, like, that team turned into the 15U UYBL team. So, like – uh, in terms of, uh, like, chemistry-wise, it was just the same team. For a lot of guys, you know, going onto a new IBO team, they have to learn, you know, a whole new set of guys. You know, so it was great for us. We, uh, you know, it was like playing with my brothers. You know, those are my best friends. Um, uh, you know, it was uh, Maxwell Aceman, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Trajan was on that team. But we, we had some good players on that team. And um, uh, with that, um, that EYBL, that was some – something different that was like a new new experience I mean like even as 15 year olds mm-hmm. like Nike EYBL is no joke like it's um you're playing you're 15 year old to 15 years old but you're playing you know six seven to six eleven bigs you know as 15, 15 years old and like we weren't a huge team our, our our bigs are probably six five maybe uh so we played really fast I mean uh back you know you knew at, at that age I couldn't really shoot the ball but I could you know <laughs> I, I could handle the ball, and I was a I was like a prototype pass first point guard, you know, and so uh, but that worked perfect working off of Max um, Maxwell, and so you know uh, we, uh, we we were probably like a 500 team in the UIBO, uh, but I mean we we surprised some teams just because we um, just like we did the year before we played super fast we defended we played a lot of energy um, we we surprised a lot of teams for you know for it being our first UIBO year mm-hmm. and. Uh, Especially, you know, me and I always said me and Max were the best backcourt in the country. I, I stand by that. I mean, that's the chemistry me and him had. Um, and like we played so fast, we defended. It was, it was a fun team for sure. It was one of my favorite teams. Well, obviously, we all know who Max Amos is now. Um, yeah. You knew him before. Um, and honestly, you know, back in high school, I had the opportunity to watch you play. Uh, and you actually, Jesuit and uh, Coppell were in the same district. Um, at yeah. that time, I believed you were better than Max. Um, yeah. So, you know, sometimes the chips just fall in the right, uh, you know, the right bags and whatnot. And 
happened for him. And Max is obviously off doing great things as he's just declared for the NBA draft. Um, but back yep. to yourself, what was the toughest team in the circuit you played against that you can remember? Oh, uh, man, we played, uh, who was that? Um, the toughest team we played was, they were from Charlotte, uh, Team United. Mm-hmm. Team, me, and me and Max talk about this game sometimes because we played them at, a, we were in Virginia. And we played at uh, Allen Iverson High School. I forgot the name, uh, I forgot the name of the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but bro, when I say they busted our ass, like, yep. <laughs> I mean, like we stole some, you know. Uh, it was just, and they were running the same. They were running this box set, uh, and so they had a point guard. The point guard he ended up playing at like Appalachian State, uh, white kid, J.C. Thurington was his name. Um, and then he was like six one, six two, just shooter. And then they had like in the starting lineup, like four other like six six to six seven guys. And they set these, they would just set up, it was a box set, set a down screen on the block, and curl it. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, for some reason, we could not stop this. And I mean, they probably had, they probably set the record for the most dunks in the game, you idea. <laughs> like they, I mean, it was just dunk after dunk. They probably did this by like 35, 40. They were, it was, it was terrible. Um, them and um, Team CB3, we didn't play them, but I mean, um, they were tough. Yeah, uh, you know, CB CB three is always tough. Um, they have the the Langley twins. They're at uh UNC Greensboro now. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, they have some good players on the team, but those those are probably the two best teams we saw in the EYBL. Yeah. Well, EYBL is always stacked. I almost got to play in the circuit my senior year or my junior year, technically. Um, thank God I didn't because we would have gotten we wouldn't have won <laughs> a game. I think. Um, it's tough. So, but but again, a huge. Dallas, you play great talent every week, every weekend, whether they be from Dallas or teams traveling into Dallas. So um, if you want to, if you want to play, if you're young and you're hearing this and you want to play AAU ball, move to Dallas, you know, go, go to Dallas, play AAU ball. I promise you, you're going to have top tier talent every single weekend. Yeah, But, uh, but let's go ahead and go into your high school career a little bit. That's obviously how you and I met Um, again as a freshman we had pretty much we had 13 guys on the roster. Ten of those guys grew up together, um, and yourself and Christian Plummer, and I'll throw KJ in there because we grew up with KJ, but he wasn't a part of kind of the the main clique, I guess you can call us. Right, um, right. But but you move into that that freshman year. What was your kind of freshman mindset uh, coming in that year on varsity? Um, coming into it, I uh, you know I was I wouldn't say overconfident, but I mean you know. Like I believe that I should like I should be playing varsity basketball, you know. And so Coach Pell was kind of um, he was he was kind of uh, he wasn't sure about it, you know. Um, at first he was like you're gonna love Coach English as your as your JV coach, you know. He's a, he's a point guard, mm-hmm. play college basketball. He'll be great for you. And then uh, actually I, I played um, I played with the JV team in uh, Metro Crest, mm-hmm. and it was you know it was bad, and uh, you know it, it was like. You know Parker and them, Parker Rodman and uh, JV and all them. Yep. I mean, I, I I killed the you know the JV thing, and then uh, somehow not being able to shoot the ball, I still killed. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so I, I think after that, and then after we had went to UT for that, uh, you know, uh, the UT camp, uh, and you know I played pretty good in the UT thing playing JV, and I think you know just kind of like we should be playing varsity. But um, as you know, as the season went on, my thing was just uh. Um, I knew I wasn't like a main piece, you know, just kind of like a, get some minutes here and there and kind of bring some energy, get guys open, you know. Um, I was still trying to, I thought I had a high IQ until I played for Pell. You know, Pell is, I like, I, I talked to coaches like today about Pell. Like he, he grew, he's, he is responsible for my basketball IQ, mm-hmm. like the growth of it. Um, you know, my, my knowledge of basketball, he's responsible for it. And so I was just, I was scared to mess up. In uh, in Pell's offense, because you know he's no matter who you are, he's pretty quick to pull you. Yep. Um. You know he he doesn't play, and so uh, I was just kind of trying to trying to learn, pick up. Uh, I was kind of intimidated at first, just like by that big click y'all had. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like where do I fit in this? You know, new school. You know. Um. So I, I was a little intimidated, but you know I got a little more comfortable as the year went on. Um. But yeah. Um. I was just uh looking back on it, I. I wish I did play JV because mm-hmm. um, I think my confidence would have grew 
uh, grew bigger. Like I would have had a bigger jump from freshman to sophomore year. Yeah. Because uh, I, I think, you know, if I would have had a, had a longer leash uh, mm-hmm. playing on, on the JV team, kind of like letting me play through mistakes and things like that, then I think the next year going into it, I think I would have been a, a better player. But, I mean, I think it was great for me to play for Pell um, mm-hmm. that freshman year just because I kind of picked the brain, you know pick his brain and I still pick his brain to, to this day yeah exactly so, yeah. and and that, that senior year we did have a lot of guards especially point guards yeah. and we had Fink uh Robin yeah. and then you had Peyton and Vooch as well those, those are more of the two guards but still we had a lot of guards on that team um but I will say at the start of the year you know Tariq didn't play a ton but more and more as the year went on uh we saw him eating away at some of those minutes um, and I, I want to say in the playoff game against the so or against Duncanville that year, you did play a, a good chunk of the game. Um, and yeah, I think I you were in, you were in towards the end of the year in a lot of crunch time minutes in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So obviously you yeah. earned the respect and, and the ability of coach or not the ability, but the the uh, I guess the respect of Coach Pell. And then also the, as a yeah. team, because, you know, we, 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 we groomed you as one of ours kind of as the season went along. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but then obviously, as you mentioned, you. You're then now a four-year letterman because obviously as a freshman, you're not going to not play, you know, varsity basketball for the next three years. Uh, kind of right. talk about what that jump was like from your freshman year to the next three years of your career. Yeah, so as I was saying, like my my sophomore year, I did get better. You know, I think I averaged double digits. Um, uh, but it was just like a, a confidence thing, you know. Um, my confidence started to, you know, I spent a lot of time in the gym. Um, uh, and um, Really, it was it was about you know the time I spent in the gym and figuring out how to play inside of Pell's system, mm-hmm. uh, like like how to score, find my you know my opportunities to score within the system. You know, try to get myself to be more aggressive. Um, you know, my jump shot it 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 uh, it grew over time. It I made a big jump sophomore to junior year mm-hmm. uh, because I actually I hurt my groin, um, uh, like September. Mm-hmm. of you know my junior year before the season and so really I, I couldn't even I couldn't move that well at all my junior year um mm-hmm. so I was just shooting threes like I, I didn't really want to get to the basket like I was just and so that that year my jump shot grew a lot um you know uh, I guess by default yeah uh but um yeah my freshman sophomore year I, I made a little bit of a jump uh sophomore to junior I, I made a pretty big jump uh, in terms of my jump shot aggressiveness uh, I don't think Pell liked all the shots I took, um, but you know, you know, I just, you know, if, you know, you make a shot, he can't, he, he won't really say anything. Exactly. Uh, and you know, he's a, he's a, you know, get the best opportunity, get, you know, get the best shot, get a great shot, you know, as he would say. Um, you know, but if you make a shot, he, he won't say much. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, junior and senior is where I made my big jump. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I, I wish I did it uh, sophomore to junior, uh, but that's where. It, you know, a, a, a uh, what's the word? Like a barrage of different things kind of played a part into that. Um, uh, the coaching change uh, from Pell to Chanel. Uh, Pell relied on. I mean, Chanel relied on me like, you mm-hmm. know, like, like crazy. You know, I played forty minutes a game, or whatever it was, thirty-two, whatever. You know, however much they play in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, and I mean, uh, he still, you know, he ran sets, but it was all ran for me. Yeah. Um, so that that was really good for my confidence, you know, especially going into college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you kind of realize, you know, and maybe because I spent so much time in the gym, but I got to a point where I was like, you know, high school basketball is this is this is easy, mm-hmm. you know. I like I, I mean maybe now that just because I'm a college basketball player, but like if I were to go back and play uh, high school basketball, I I'd average 30, 35 points, but like <laughs> I mean and I'm only five nine five ten, but Mm-hmm. I mean, that's high school basketball is easy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my, my senior year, that's kind of when I, it kind of clicked. And so, like, I was just playing with a lot of confidence, um, you know, kind of just going at guys. Uh, we had a we had somewhat of a tough schedule my, my senior year, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we, we did really good, um, especially considering how people didn't think we were going to. I mean, my own friends were, were telling me, like, my, my teammates that were graduating, they're like, yeah, like, you're going to be terrible next year. I mean, you know, your, your team, y- y'all aren't going to win a game. Blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, bet. and then we ended up winning the district, yep. you know, just, you know, just because like the guys bought in and things like that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's kind of, that senior year is where I made a big jump uh, skill wise, leadership wise, confidence. I mean, all that is yeah. big. Exactly. And, and you can see it from afar as well. You know, obviously I helped yeah. out a little bit through, 
through kind of your years and I can tell a difference between yourself compared to obviously as a freshman compared to a senior um, but of those four teams you played for what team was your favorite team uh, just as the group of individuals not to actually play the game but like in the locker room hanging out which which team was your favorite team uh, I want to say my junior year mm-hmm. um, that's when we brought in uh Jalen Wilson played a lot more minutes, and mm-hmm. you know Jalen's been my best friend since sixth, seventh grade. Yep. Um, who else was on that team? Grayson, Taylor, mm-hmm. uh, KJ Liggins. My little, you know, he was my little freshman at the time. <laughs> um, you know, you know how he is. Yep. Um, and uh, but yeah, that, that group of guys—it was fun. It was kind of like a at the beginning, it was kind of a weird mix. You know, mm-hmm. you have like uh, like Parker, JB, all yep. those guys, and then you got like. Grayson, you know, uh, you know, me, KJ, Jay, and then, you know, but we kind of like, we, we messed well somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it did translate to the court, you know. Uh, with Quavion too, Quavion. Yeah. Uh, so it was like, it was like a, a mix of guys. Um, they were fun to be around and they were like, they were fun to play with, you know. And, you know, on the court, we, you know, we, we thought we should have went a lot further. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, just some things didn't go our way, but um, yeah, that was a that was a fun group of guys to be around for sure. There you go. Yeah, and those guys, the guys obviously you play with, make the locker room more fun and make practices more fun, make games more fun. It's a it's a long and grueling season sometimes. Um, having guys yeah. that you consider your brothers and lifelong friends, um, uh, obviously makes yeah. it a lot easier. Now, individually, um, statistically, uh, and as a team, what was your best year? You kind of already said it, but just like statistically, what was your best year overall? Definitely senior year, yeah. Um, I think uh, I may have only averaged you know, 16, 17 points mm-hmm. uh, over the whole year, but like district, I probably averaged like 20 plus, 21 maybe. I uh, played with a lot of confidence. Um, I, I liked the team. I liked the guys I played with. Um, it was it was kind of weird because, you know, um, basically every almost everybody that was in my class to play basketball, they played on the freshman team, you know, coming into high school. So I never played with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so because of that, I never really, uh, I was never really with him. I wasn't, you know, like we were, we were like uh, acquaintances, you know, uh, distant friends, you know, you see each other in the hallways of school and stuff like that. But uh, man, most of the team, I mean, I, not until that year, I didn't really, I didn't really speak to most of them, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a, uh, that's what it was kind of weird uh, going into it. Like, oh, all these guys are my age now, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, I've been doing this for four years, and this is their first year or second year, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, it, that's when the, the leadership thing really kicked in because I knew I had to kind of step up mm-hmm. as a leader. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, I mean, that was that was my best year uh, leadership wise. I you know I really stepped up as a leader skill wise. I, I really. Uh, grew into myself at least as a high school basketball player yeah you know um and uh you know statistically you know I was shooting the ball well I was getting to the rim mm-hmm. um I was what what Schnell had uh had instilled uh offensively mm-hmm. fit me really well and uh I just felt like even though on paper we didn't have the most we didn't have the, the most talented the best team most skilled team uh we just, I just always felt like, it didn't matter if we were playing, uh, you know, like we played uh, South Garland twice with Reese, Reese mm-hmm. and Chris, you know, Harris. And uh, I mean, both times I, I feel like we, I still feel like we should have won, won those games. Yeah. You know I mean? Like we, we give ourselves a chance and I always, you know, I always have confidence, confidence in myself. Like I, I believe I'm the best player on the floor, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was, that was my best year for sure. Now I, I have to I have to have an idea of, of this because um, as I mentioned earlier, you've been spent countless hours in the gym. In your head, how many hours did you spend from your freshman year to your senior year, just in high school? Just to guess, how many hours do you think you spent in the gym? Um, and just just individually, not as a practice or in the games, just like right. individually, how many hours do you think that is? Because I mean, every day for sure. So every day. Um, two to five hours per day. Um, and that's four years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a calculator on me. I do that math. But, uh. I don't know, man. I mean, 
you know that saying 10,000 hours uh and I don't I don't know how I don't know how close I am to that 10,000 hours or how much I've surpassed I don't know I mean I'm, I'm just gonna say somewhere around 10,000 I mean I, I spent a lot of time man, and that that's really a credit to like coach Pell too I mean he he uh a lot of coaches get annoyed when you you know when you ask to get in the gym or like they don't want it you know they don't feel like it you know and I don't blame them. I mean, you know, you spend a lot of time at the school and, you know, you, you have to go, see, go home to your family. But, I mean, credit to those coaches that, you know, when when you're you're bothering them constantly about getting the gym. Coach Anglis used to keep a log. Uh, he would show this to the freshmen mm-hmm. that are coming in. He would keep a log of the amount of times. I would say I would say the same thing every morning. You know, can I get the gym? Can I get the gym at whatever time? Yeah. And then he would just scroll and he would just show them, like, you know, how many times and it would be like day after day after day, like 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 5 a.m., whatever it was, you know. So, like, to Coach English and, and uh, Coach Pell, like, credit to them because they, I mean, they let me in the gym constantly. English, you know, English would always get there real early. Yep. And Pell, Pell got me in real late or on the weekends or, you know, whatever it was. I mean, he was, it was clutch for real. That yeah. was, um, that, that's, uh, that's one of the main reasons whenever people ask, I, I do say, like, I'm glad I, you know, I came to Coppell because, I mean, guys at other schools are like, man, I, or like when they see me in the gym, they're like, you know, let me get a Coppell. You know, mm-hmm. they still say that, like, let me get into Coppell. So, I mean, and to this day, Coppell lets me in the gym, you know. So, that's credit to them for sure. Well, and it's also nice that when you have a gym, you have a gun, you have this nice arena to shoot in. <laughs> yeah, four, four guns. Yeah. <laughs> I tell, when I tell, and I'm playing Duke right now, so, I mean, mm-hmm. Like Victoria didn't have a gun, mm-hmm. um, you know. Temple had one gun, yep. uh, two gyms. You know, Capel has three gyms, an arena, um, which I say I think is the best uh, best gym in Dallas, if not Texas, for high school basketball. Yep. Um, you know, um, we got four. Was it three? Three Vertimaxes. Mm-hmm. You know, like a a college college type weight room. I mean, like you like. You should want to get in the gym, yeah. you know. Like, why would you not want to work on the arena? Like, us when when we had that arena built, because you know they they finished it at the uh, y'all senior night game. That was the the first the only game I got to play in there. Exactly. Um, I was like, damn, for the next three years, I'm lit. Like, this, mm-hmm. this is I'm I'm a be. Why would you not want to be in here, bro? It was unfathomable, bro. Like, how would you not want to be in this gym? Yep. So yeah, makes sense now. Um, your recruitment process, obviously, most people start recruiting um, uh, once they get done. Kind of mainly the main recruiting process is kind of that end of junior year um, as you go into junior AAU ball till senior year high school. It's kind of when it's like really starts to, uh, you know, get up uh, and it starts to get um, really hot and heavy, I guess you can call it. When did you start your recruitment process for college? Mm. Like the the first coach that hit me up was uh, Coach Coach Mudge at Sam Houston State. Uh, that was my mm, I think that was my sophomore year. I was playing for Mo Williams UIBL team RM5. Uh, so it was like once the first live period hits, which is sometime in March, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, they hit me up, and then uh, UNT hit me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, once the live period hit, so and it's like. As a, I mean, I wasn't like an ESPN top 100 guy. So, I mean, as like a, a sophomore, you know, you get kind of excited, like, oh, bet, you know, like finally, you know, because it, it's just cool to see, you know, uh, coaches, Division One coaches actually showing interest in me, like, oh, they actually like my game. Yeah. You know, and uh, I was out of all the guys I'm playing against, you know, I'm, I'm playing against other top guards in the country. You know, I'm playing, uh, I'm playing in front of, I mean, I played in front of Coach K, I played in front of Calipari all the coaches, you know, and so, like, it's it's cool to have them really um, show interest like that, sure. There you go. Well, um, did you get to go on any visits, though, uh, for, for for college, like any big kind of visits? What visit? uh, only one, I kind of, like, went on this little, like, unofficial UNT. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's, that's about it. I didn't really get to um, – I didn't get to St. Houston State. And after – so like I played out my sophomore year, and I don't looking back on I don't think I was that good. I don't know why they contacted me, you know. But um, you know, I had got hurt, um, like the going into junior year. Yeah. So I mean, like after that, I didn't 
I didn't really get to like, I barely played really like my ju- my 17th season. I like I played, but I, I was man, I was so like hurt that, that my groin injury. I mean, it's still kind of bothering me sometimes. It was like really lingering injury, yeah. you know. So it didn't that didn't help. Um, you know, not especially your your most important AU season is your 17th season. Yep. You know, and so kind of you know I started off that season playing with RJ Hampton on mm-hmm. uh, Moody A Elite. Um, and I. Honestly, be real with you, I didn't like it there. Um, and uh, and then I went to um, Lone Star AU team, uh, which I think I should have stayed. I, I was playing really well, especially for being hurt. Yeah. Um, but I, I wanted to come back and play for Team Blues and Studio Sports with Max and all of them. And so uh, it was actually a good situation. It was just like uh, that was, after I left, that was it was really it was really built for Max. Yeah. You know. And, um, and so, uh, it wasn't the best situation for me, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, you know, I did what I could with it, but yeah, uh, that seven, that 17 season did not help me recruiting life. So yeah. that was kind of it. Other than, you know, my, my temple visit, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. I didn't, I didn't really get to, you know, kind of went dead after that. I gotcha. Well, you know, sometimes it just happens that way. Obviously injuries suck um you know and unfortunately it happened to you kind of in your most important season when it comes to recruiting but uh as he mentioned he did go to his freshman year he actually went to temple college uh we're actually a quick ad time out here from our sponsor anchor.fm when we come back we're going to hear about Tariq's college career uh at temple and as well as at victoria we'll see you guys after the break all right and we are back um as i mentioned before we just kind of went over Tariq's career to this point uh, now we're at his freshman year of college. He goes to Temple College, as you mentioned. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that transition from uh, college or high school basketball to college basketball? What was that? What was that like for yourself? A lot faster. Um, guys are a lot stronger. Higher level basketball. Um, I mean, uh, going into JUCO, you're you're basically playing a lot of like, half the guys you're playing are D one guys. I'm, I'm playing against high major D one guys still. You know, uh, one of them I had on my team, you know. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, – it was tough at first. Uh, but, you know, like like I've – like we said, um, you know, I kind of – just kind of stayed the course. I, I stayed in the gym, um, and I accepted the challenge, you know. So, um, that uh, – there were good and bads going to that Temple team. But, uh, the you know, in, in reference to the transition, um, it wasn't too crazy for me, but – it was a freshman year, you yep. know, you know, freshman year. Sorry, it was a learning year, trying to get faster, stronger, you know, used to the speed of it, uh, which is probably the biggest thing. Uh, getting used to guys being that physical and that fast and quick, you know, and all the, the whole night. Well, I mean, you played in every single game, uh, at least for the most yep. part. Uh, you had you had five starts over that time. Uh, you almost you almost broke twenty points one game. But you had a bunch of 12-plus point games. So you had a successful freshman year, even with some growing pains. Um, can you kind of talk about, uh, I guess, kind of the difference when it comes to high school basketball compared to college basketball from, like, the the locker room and, and kind of that aspect and as well as the school aspect too? Yeah. Um, with college, it kind of varies, you know. Um, it, it, it depends. Uh, you There's some – some junior colleges or just colleges in general where um, guys just don't like each other. Egos are a little bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but w- with us, um, we liked each other. Uh, we weren't like this, you know, at least I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't extremely close with them. There, you know, probably three or four guys I already knew kind of, you know, coming from Dallas. Yep. Uh, but I mean, you know, it was, um, it was different you know you're living on your own uh you know off, off the court you know you're, you're you're living on your own like no I was kind of surprised you know uh, I moved in moved in my first my first couple of days and you know the guys are over at the apartment um I'm like so they don't do no like the coaches don't check on us at all over here at the apartment so like you know we're not so we're just you know and they're like no bro we, we're grown men you know like that's college and I was like oh shit like bet <laughs> you know and, and I mean like for some guys that's like, oh, I can, you know, do whatever, whatever that is for them. For me, you know, I don't, like, I don't like to be messed with. Like, so if I can just sit in my, other than getting to the gym and going to school, if I can just sit in my room all day and not be bothered, 
Like, I don't have to worry about the coach. When coaches come in my, like, hotel room or, or apartment or whatever it is, you know, I get to know it, you know. So it's like, man, I ain't got to worry about none of that. So I kind of went more loner mode, you know, especially my freshman year, uh, which was great for me. Like, you know, Netflix binging, yep. you know, PS4, all that. You know, that was that was my thing. So um, uh, I don't it, – it's, it's good and bad for chemistry, you know, team-wise, I mean. Some guys, uh, like like I did, some guys kind of, you know, spend time on their own uh, mm-hmm. when they're not around the team. And some guys, um, you know, they do whatever they do, you know, uh, away from away from the court, away from the court together. You know, so it, it really does vary in college, you know. Well, and, and I've talked to a couple of JUCO guys in the past, and it, it's a lot different, as you mentioned. You know, JUCO, it's not a four-year college, only two-year college. You're only dealing with, really with freshmen and sophomores. Uh, but also at the same time, everyone's trying to get their own, um, you know, every single mm-hmm. night on the court. You're not, yes, you do want to win games, but you also want to win games scoring X amount of points doing this, that, and that. So uh, it is almost kind of a me, me first, you know, instead of a team first, which, you know, isn't always a winning recipe, but you guys won a lot of games at Temple. I'm looking at some of these scores right now, um, and I'm talking about like 130-point games. Talk about that. <laughs> Uh, Temple is known for, like they're called, they're, they're called the ultimate scoring machines. What they, mm-hmm. what they do. Uh, Coach Kirby Johnson, he was there. He retired my, my year, uh, after my year. But um, they just, uh, the the way you, the, the recipe of scoring that many points mm-hmm. is pressing, um, shooting shots, you know, and um, you gamble. So. Um, you know, even though, you know, gambling, you're going to you're going to get scored on. Mm-hmm. But because you press so much, you get so many steals from gambling mm-hmm. um, and you your plays are like quick hitter plays. Mm-hmm. Um, you score a lot of points. You score more than you give up. You yeah. know, that's that's the that's the philosophy. And so, I mean, um, theoretically, there is no bad shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on, you know, coaches still have their favorites. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some guys have more of a green light than others. But um, but I mean, yeah, that it was that we was put up a lot of points, man. And mm-hmm. I think uh, I think we were second. I think that year we were second in the country in points by you know a point or something like that. Yeah. But uh, and I mean, some of it, you know, he he would he would schedule us against prep schools. And if you if you don't know this, prep schools have no chance against a JUCO. Like ninety nine point nine percent of the time, they have zero chance. Mm-hmm. Um, almost no matter what prep school, uh, JUCO's just like we, there are some prep schools we just like, man, it, the game days didn't even feel like game days. Mm-hmm. You know, where I mean, there were a couple prep schools I think we, we probably beat by like 70, 60, 70 points, and they just they don't, they don't stand a chance, you know. And so, uh, that that, that also helped our, our scoring averages, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, but but yeah, so um. Yeah, that's that's why we. I mean, all, all those things. That's that's how you score that many points. I was I was looking at. It, I was like, oh my gosh, 120, 120, 120, 130. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot, but I mean, it does make sense. Some of the schools that have the higher point totals are against prep schools, so kind of yeah. answers that question a little bit. Um, but then, but then your you know your freshman year is over. What kind of led you to the decision to 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 move on to Victoria College? Man, I'm gonna be rude with you. I got screwed over, so. We uh we end so we we lost in the regional tournament mm-hmm. uh, to Clarendon uh, by a lot by the way mm-hmm. and then uh, as soon as we come back uh, that's when COVID kind of like hit hard in the U S um, and they you know they're starting to send guys back mm-hmm. uh, back home and uh, so like we we went back for spring break because spring break was right after the tournament mm-hmm. and uh, I mean kind of lucky for us the season was already over so it didn't really hurt us that much. But I go back to spring break, and then they're like, you don't have to come back to school. And I didn't want to be in Temple anyways. I was like, bad. You know, you're a freshman. You want to be back back home with your parents, family, friends, whatever. Exactly. Uh, you're still kind of still kind of attached to high school, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was like that. Uh, and then uh, because of COVID, you know, uh, well, before that, uh, Kirby retired. Coach Kirby retired. And so there's this, uh, you know, this void. And we were the whole year. We we're expecting our assistant coach J.D. Robson to be the head. And if he would have been the head, I would have went to Temple. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That would have been great for me. Uh, but so he's expecting to get the job. The team's expecting to get the job. And then apparently, you know, I don't know where one of Coach Kirby's old players gets the job. I think his name is Coach Ellis. I don't know his name. Mm-hmm. Um, he got the job. And then so uh, we're like, oh. And then uh, I get a call. And he's like, um, he's like, um, hey, hey, Tariq, this is Coach Ellis, new coach at Temple. Um, he, he was basically like, we don't, we don't have a spot for you coming back. Uh, you might want to start looking. You might want to start looking elsewhere. And then he basically said, bye. Hung up. I was like, wow. All right. And this is, this is April, maybe. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. This, this is April, late April. And, you know, a lot of schools are, they've already got their, you know, their team situated, you know. And so I'm kind of like, you know, left scrambling, like, all right, I need to figure this out. I, it, I mean, that that, uh, that stressed me out, you know, that whole process. So so I, I was looking at, um, I knew I was going to go back to Juco. I didn't have a good enough year to go anywhere else. Yep. Um, and then so I was looking at, I got Victoria. I got uh, I actually got Clarendon, mm-hmm. uh, the team that beat us out, in the, out there in West Texas. Um, and then I got North Platte Community College. And then I got uh, one more. But it, it was basically those three. Mm-hmm. And um, Clarendon, I could tell the coach, he was kind of just, he offered me to fill the spot, you know. Yeah. And so I kind of like threw that out. Um, and then the North Platte thing, North Platte, community colleges in Nebraska Mm -hmm. and um so they kind of feed in they feed a lot of the guys into Dallas Baptist okay and um so the the assistant coach at Dallas Baptist used to coach at um at North Platte Mm -hmm. and he was trying to get he's trying to get me to go to North Platte you know he's really forcing it like he's the one that got me the offer there but he was really forcing it I'm like I'm trying to figure this out you know um and then uh, he had called me. This was like a few days before I, I decided I was going to go to Victoria. And then uh, he was like, hey, Tariq, uh, you know, I heard your, your thing about Victoria College. You know, I don't know what the situation is there. I don't know the coach. I don't know how well their connections are to the Division One level or, you know, to the, the next level, mm-hmm. D1, D2. And um, he was like, but I do know, um, I think North Platte would be a great fit for you because, um, you know, at, at Temple – you just weren't a very good one-on-one player. And I think you need to be at a place where you can kind of just run the coach's offense, make open shots. And that way you're not relied on that heavily offensively, you know, that way you don't have to work that hard and you can kind of just run offense and, you know, get to, get to another school. I was like, and, and then he was like, um, yeah, so you should really, cons- you know, consider that, you know, I don't know what's going on in Victoria, but I think North Pat, North Platte's the place for you. I was like, all right, coach, you know, I'll, I'll think about it. And then I was like, <laughs> And I was like, uh, I hung it up, and then I called called Coach Graves at the Victoria. I was like, I'm coming, bro. I'm coming. <laughs> like, yeah, I ain't. <laughs> like, fuck that. I ain't. Nah, bro. Uh, I can't just lay down like that. And I probably would have considered a little more if he didn't say that, you know. Yeah. And so I, I worked on my one-on-one game like crazy that summer. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, Temple was a one-on-one place. I mean, I, the number three player in the country is on my team, you know. And so what really made me better is – playing him every day. I mean, he's a dog for real. Kedrian Johnson at West Virginia now. Okay. Uh, I say he made me better, man. Like, like he's – and, you know, West Virginia is known for defense. Mm-hmm. And they bring him in. He got his minutes this year guarding the best player on the other team. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, he – I think he led the nation steals uh, our year at Temple. But, I mean, he's a straight-up dog. Uh, and so playing him every single day, day in, day out. I mean, going into the next year, I didn't feel like there was a person that could guard me because I had the – I had to play Kitty every yeah. day, you know. And so hearing that from the from uh, DBU coach, I was like, all right, like, bet I'm gonna go to Victoria and I'm a I'm a kill. Which mm-hmm. I mean, I pretty much did my thing in Victoria. So it kind of it, it it somewhat turned out you know planned. Well, there you go. Well, you're off to Victoria. You guys were fortunate to play a full year this year, or at least kind of a full year. Uh, you know, with COVID, everything like that. But you had a very good season at Victoria, like you just mentioned. Uh, talk about what that transition was like going to this new JUCO uh, and what kind of what, – what was that like for yourself? Yeah, so now 
now since I'm going into my sophomore year, every year of college basketball under my belt, um, and Victoria being, I'm not gonna lie, being as bad as they were the year before that, they were only 24. Like I, we got us, we got Victoria this year their first win in school history, you know. Uh-huh. So yeah, because it was their this year was their second year as a like NJCAA member, you know. Uh-huh. Before that, they were just like a club team, you know. Mm-hmm. So they went on 24 uh, my freshman year, and so that kind of played a part into it too. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go here and like I'm mm-hmm. gonna average whatever I want. like. I'm gonna have a green light. Um, but it kind of turned out the guys are better than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I got a couple friends down there on the team and. They're tough, you know. It just, um, you know, they were they were really small, um, had no bigs. You know, they're playing in Region 14 JUCO. It's, you're playing. It's a big league, you know, mm-hmm. bigs and point guard league. So I mean, there are seven footers, you know, half the teams, you know, yeah. type of thing. So that's that played a part into it. But um, but yeah, it uh, they they were nowhere near as bad as I I thought they were gonna be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still kind of you know. To start the season, I was averaging 25 and five, 24 and five. Yeah. Uh, we had our little COVID break. We missed like four games, four, four or five games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, teams started kind of, teams started throwing doubles at me, man. Because I mean, um, we we were we had guys this year. Like, we had some talent. It was just you know the balls in my hands. I led the country in minutes play, play per game. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean the, the ball is in my hands uh, the whole time. You know, so teams team's game plan, I would, I would kind of talk to teams, like, in-game. I would talk to the guy guarding them, like, what are y'all doing? Like, what's, what was y'all scouting for this time? And it was like, just get the ball out of your hands, you know. Get mm-hmm. the ball out of your hands and make, you know, make somebody else make a decision. Uh, like, don't let him score. Don't let him make plays. Yep. And so, um, but, like, when when teams started doubling me, um, throwing traps, trapping every ball screen, mm-hmm. uh, Coastal, Bend, Coastal Bend College, they literally, we're, like, at our place. Mm-hmm. They literally like assigned two guys to me, like <laughs> following me around. Like they don't. So like when I played Coastal Man, I had like nine points, eleven assists, something like that. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that that really um that increased my 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 assists. So I went from twenty four and twenty four and five to like twenty two and seven, and then it dropped to six. I think I finished the season with like sixteen and six, sixteen and seven. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I didn't finish where I wanted to be in points. Uh, I didn't stay like top ten or whatever. But uh, I finished the season like 13th in the system, something like that, you know, in the country. So I kind of, it kind of helped me because I, I showed both sides. You know, I yeah. can score the ball, um, but I can, you know, as I've been able to, been able to do my entire life, I, I can get guys involved. Yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, that, that really played, you know, played to my advantage in a way. There you go. Well, you know, um, you know he mentioned before he has an extra year of eligibility due to COVID. Uh, and you find yourself kind of in a weird situation where there's a ton of Division One athletes in the, in the transfer portal. Um, coaches are only looking kind of at these certain players, but you get an extra year of JUCO, uh, and you just told me kind of that you kind of committed to a spot. Um, if you want to say it on here, you're more than welcome to say it on here, but you can go ahead and talk about kind of what's your next step after Victoria College and your, I'm going to put it in air quotes, your sophomore season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sophomore season. Yeah, yeah so I uh, – I, uh, Verbally uh, committed to Paris Junior College, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm. Uh, if I decide to go back to junior college, I'll be going to Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paris, or, I mean, most people probably don't know. Paris Junior College is in the same conference as Victoria. Um, they were um, they were pretty solid this year. They, they were solid, but uh, I was more impressed with their coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had we had played them this year, and I think I had like I think I had 30, uh, 27, 30, mm-hmm. some, somewhere around. Um, and then the coach that came up to me after the game, he was like, you know, I love your game. We lost to them by two, I think. He was like, I, I love your game, um, you know, and uh, I love the way you play. And basically, if you, you know, if you need any help getting anywhere, uh, you know, let me know. Contact me. And um, and uh, he was like, I've already talked to some schools about you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, like, so I, I was like, I want to play for him. You know, yeah. and, and, and the way they played, too. Uh, it kind of reminded me of Coppell a little bit. I mean, they run motion, mm-hmm. um, and they weren't the biggest team, but they played good basketball. But at the same time, he he's gonna let me, you know, he'll let me rock, you know. Yeah. He he knows I can score the ball and things like that, you know. And he's uh, kind of a player's coach, and um, he's he's coached at uh, you know, he coached at UNT, um, he coached at the Division One level. I think he coached at SMU, and so um, 
you know that that always works you want to you know for anybody that's that's thinking of going juco you want to go to a juco where a coach has connections that's priority number one you know yeah. um it being a, a good juco or it being close to home all those things do play play a part but at the end of the day i mean those coaches have to make calls for you you know or they have to get guys in and get coaches in the gym for you like to backtrack a little bit when i was at temple um coach kirby you know he coached coach juco for 30 36 37 years mm-hmm. and uh when i say i mean we had everybody that wasn't duke in kentucky in our gym you know uh buzz williams at a&m probably mm-hmm. I came to like five, six practices. Um, yep. Bob Huggins at Virginia. Huh? Uh, the stand up at, at West Virginia, they, I mean, they flew down to practice. USC, New Mexico, New Mexico State, anybody, man. Like all these coaches I'm seeing on TV, it, oh, look, I walk in the gym for practice. You know, I'm chilling. Yeah. I walk in the gym for practice. Oh, Bob Huggins is on the sideline, you mm-hmm. know, which is the most intimidating coach in the country, by the way. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's just, but yeah, that, that plays a part, you know, and, um, and I mean, I, I I don't think I was good enough to get real attention from those coaches at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wish we had those, you know, this year. You know, yeah. had had those connections this year because I think that would be great for me. Um, but yeah, back to Coach uh, Paris. Um, uh, yeah, Paris, and um, I'm also looking at uh, Division Two, uh, Mississippi College. Um, kind of, um, you know, see what that's see what that's about because um, you you can still sign juco and forego it if you find a ncaa school that you know that offers you you can forego that if you decide to go ncaa because i mean you know that's that's kind of the the juco's uh job and you know get you to ncaa anyway so or nai if that's where you go you know so so yeah that's kind of my plan uh i'll kind of know know what i want to do in the next couple weeks well, there you go. Well, this episode will actually air probably in like three three weeks from from today or something like that. So maybe Tariq will have a better idea of where he's going after this airs. Things might change, as yeah. he said. JUCO things change all the time, um, and all that. But uh, but that's gonna do it for the uh, basketball side of things. How I like to end my podcast is always, or my interviews, I should say, are always kind of with some funny off the wall questions. Um, and this first one. I know you have a girlfriend. I hope this doesn't offend her in any way. Um, but my first question, <laughs> um, so so obviously at Coppell, there's a ton of, there's a ton of, you know, great sports, right? In your yeah. opinion, uh, what makes the hottest girlfriend, like, from those sports teams? You got basketball, fo- or not football. <laughs> well, nowadays, football, I guess you can say it. But basketball, softball, volleyball, soccer, track and field. Um, of the major sports, what girlfriend would make the hottest girlfriend, in your opinion? So, like, the the sport itself? Yeah, so, like, like which sports creates, like, the hottest girls, basically, is what I'm asking. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, going through Cop Bell is probably mm-hmm. softball. Softball is, I mean, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that, softball. <laughs> There you go. Well, again, we're not trying to get we're not trying to get Tariq in any kind of trouble with his lady friend. Um, these are just funny <laughs> questions that I ask the guys all the time. Um, and then my next one, uh, kind of kind of similar, kind of different. Um, are teammates sisters off limits to date? Uh, are teammates sisters off limits? Um, it depends on the guy. Okay. Um, I mean, I like. Uh, some professional teams, like I think the Vikings did it once. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like, uh, this is when Stefan Diggs was, was at Minnesota, mm-hmm. and they would go around. Well, I think it was one of the linemen. They were like, uh, which teammate would you uh, like least like least likely want you to date? Want to date your sister? Yep. You know, they were all like, Diggs, Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs. <laughs> I, I think I'm that one guy that you know. They're like, you know, if anybody's date my sister, it'd be Reek. You know, uh, so I mean. It depends. I mean, some guys, like, if it was my sister, some guys ain't talking to my sister, you know. So, uh, it, it just it just depends, you know. But, I, I, yeah, I'll just, just say it, it depends. Not necessarily a no, but. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, sure. guys. Basketball is a little bit different. You know, I can see it from both the football and the basketball locker room because I played both. Um, but basketball, yeah. you're a lot tight-knit. You're more tight-knit with those guys at home uh, yeah. or not at home in the locker room. And so, you know, you can kind of, you know those guys better than you might would in a football locker room and whatnot. 
Um, yeah. But now kind of going off that, our, our coach's daughter's off limits to date. Thing is, uh, you better make it through the season, bro. Like, <laughs> like I mean, there there are literally some coaches that will hoe you because, mm-hmm. like, you know, like you, you, if you're gonna date your coach's daughter, mm-hmm. like, I hope you're one of those guys that, like, you know, all right, he can he can date my daughter, you know, because yeah. I mean, you playing with fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're playing you're playing with fire for real uh so i mean like as a college basketball player i'm a i'm a i'm gonna stay off that like yeah. like I, I wouldn't i wouldn't date i probably wouldn't date my uh coach's daughter no. uh like as a college basketball player high school you know i you know probably yeah but college you playing with fire for sure i mean that's your because <laughs> some coaches you know you know college coaches exactly but, you're 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 playing with your minutes there you know if, if something goes wrong you're playing with your yeah. you know he might not play you just because he mistreated her you know something happened between you and her it's best to just yeah leave bro it. you're fire it, it is best just to leave it uh and then actually the last thing i want to talk real fast is um so i i uh, was not a huge fan of panda express right and then we go down to uh ut uh austin for a for basketball camp and Tariq takes me to Panda Express. We're trying to pick food up real fast. That was the first time I ever had Panda Express was with you, Tariq. And ever since then, I have been obsessed with Panda Express. <laughs> yeah, I'm the opposite, bro. I fell off of Panda Express. Like, but I mean, like, like I started jumping on like, like real Chinese food. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, oh, I kind of, I kind of hopped off fast food. Other than like Chick Fil A, mm-hmm. I don't call Chick Fil A fast food. They don't count. Yeah. Chick Fil A is a re- that's a high end restaurant, mm-hmm. but um. But uh, yeah, I started like um, if I go Chinese, like I'll go to like a real Chinese spot. You know, it's cheaper and it's like, you know, I, I mean, Penny Penny Express, I used to do my shit like yeah every week. But um, <laughs> I, that's funny. I didn't know like that was your first time. Yeah, I remember. You know, little freshman took you to or little eighth grader took you to uh, Penny Express for your first time. No, no, it was whenever I was a coach. So I think I believe it was like, oh yeah, yeah. We 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 stopped. There was Chick Fil A. It was a really long line, and there was no line at Panda uh, for lunch. And I walked in, and I was like, "Trick, I have no idea what I'm supposed to order." You're like, "Just get a bowl of fried rice, orange chicken. You'll be you'll be straight." And I was like, "All right, yeah, whatever." Yeah. Got it. And I was hooked for like for like the next semester. I literally went every Thursday to go get Panda Express. It's like my celebration meal after school. So. I mean, like, you never go wrong. Yeah, exactly. You never go wrong with I, I just really like the orange chicken, honestly. I'm kind of I'm kind of over the other stuff now. I just really like the orange chicken. So I might just get their sauce. Yeah, I mean, it's like you can't, like, you can't mess up orange chicken. Wherever I go, like, I get the same stuff I would get mm-hmm. at Panda Express. But, I mean, like, it's just, like, tastes better. Like, some fried mm-hmm. rice or, like, the, the, low, the chow mein or whatever. It's, mm-hmm. you know... Like I go to this place, uh, Royal Chopsticks. It's uh, mm-hmm. like down the street from my house in uh, in Irving, mm-hmm. and like that's, you know, or like I've been, uh, it's Japanese, but uh, ramen, mm-hmm. like real ramen. That's another thing. Like growing up, uh, I mean everybody eats ramen. Yeah. Especially when you broke, you eat ramen, <laughs> and so and so um, uh, you know, and uh, I uh, somebody I forgot who it was. Somebody took me to a real ramen restaurant. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, like this is. Yep. yeah it's different yep. and so yep. ever since then i mean i've been hooked on ramen for like i had some ramen last night <laughs> i've been hooked on ramen for like like two years now i probably won't ever get off ramen that's that's real that's real shit right there there you go well if you if you need something to eat at home go eat some ramen um, but that's gonna do it for us here sure. on five out podcast Tariq, i'm gonna let you kind of shout out shout out any twitter instagram you guys want us to follow you can shout out coaches. For some reason, a coach is going to listen to this. Uh, we had a, we one of you know you you remember Coach Vic, right? Yeah, of course. I saw I brought, Coach Vic like a couple days ago. There you go. I brought uh, I brought a son Jacoby on because me and him played together. Um, and he, yeah. he has one year left of eligibility. He's now a GA though um, at yeah. uh, Missouri Valley, and uh, he uh-huh. he shouted out. He's like, any coach is looking for a point guard. He's like, here's. <laughs> So, um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the floor to you. You can shout out yourself. Give any last words to any any young players, any guys out there. But treat the floor is yours, sir. Hey man, Instagram TJMA3. Can't forget it. 
um, follow that. And, uh, but yeah, um, any, uh, I always, I always, uh, represent, I put on for the, the shorter, shorter guards mm-hmm. in the basketball community. Uh, you know, I would say, uh, you gotta, you have to work harder than everybody else and you have to be better than everybody else just to be seen as equal. So, I mean, if you're a, if you're a shorter point guard and you're putting in, you know, a, uh, just an, just enough work just to be on the team or just getting enough playing time, I promise you that's not going to take you very far because, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're a, you're a five, nine, five, 10 point guard, just putting in, you know, just enough work. Uh, and there, there are six, five, six, six point guards out there now at your age that are putting in the same amount of work, even if y'all are the same, or if you're averaging a couple more points than him, they're going to take that six, six, cause he's six, six, yep. you know? Uh, so I was, I just always, you know, tell shorter guards, I always tell my little brother, you know, uh, be aggressive, you know, you gotta, you have to be the best player on the floor. Uh, even if you're not seen as it, you know, you have to know you're the best player on the floor and put in the work like you are the best player on the floor, um, you know, so you can get to that next level. You know, if you want to get to the next level, whatever you want to do, um, and you gotta, you know, those, the NBA guards that are six foot and under, I promise you they are the Fred Van Fleets, the JJ Perez, Trey Young, all those guys, those guys are, are no joke for real. And so, um, but yeah, uh, shorter guards out there, you got to put in the work through, get better. And and, sh- and soon and shortly, hopefully, we're, we're saying the same thing about Max Amos. You know, we didn't really talk about him that much, but you and got you and him are very good friends. Um, but hopefully, we see Tariq if he gets to the Division One program do the same thing that Max did at, at Oral Roberts. Um, but that's gonna do us here for the Five Out Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to this interview. We'll see you guys next time. And that's gonna do it for our interview with Tariq Aman. What a guy. What a journey. He's already been on a very long journey, but he's still got a lot of basketball ahead of him. He's a great hooper. Uh, just played pick, some pickup basketball with him actually this weekend uh, and got to play on his team a little bit. So awesome to awesome to see him doing well. Hope for the best for him in his future. Um, and maybe, just maybe, we'll see him in a D1 program next year. Um, we all can hope that uh, and wish that for him. But that's going to do it for our interview. Uh, just again, if you guys can listen to the, more of our interviews that we have, as well as our weekly episodes on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, check us out on Apple and Spotify at Five Out. We are also on other platforms as well. Those are just the more common ones that everyone listens to their podcast on. Um, you can check us out on those other platforms if you listen to them there. If you want to watch the episode and watch our future episodes um, on YouTube, you have to go to Sideline Sports, the channel, and uh, you look us up there. You'll be able to watch all of our episodes and our interviews there as well. If you want to check us out on Twitter, um, you can check us out at five underscore out for more daily content that we post there. And then if you want to check out some of that similar daily content, just on a different platform, such as Instagram or TikTok, you have to look us up at sideline sports. Uh, You'll be able to look us up there and then see that same content as well. as Some of our other podcasts as well. So that's going to do it for us here. Make sure. Oh, and also make sure you guys subscribe, follow and like all those platforms. It's 100 percent free for you guys. So you might as well do it. It just helps us out. Thank you guys again for your support. We hope to see you guys next week with another great college interview.
in my triple cup, that's two times two Man, this shit darker than the world times two Yeah, my eyes red, but I'm no diamond If you gon' run it up, that's all on you